Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Our latest guest on Soundtracking is someone I've been wanting to get on the podcast for a very long time, as have many of you, judging by the feedback we get on social media. Mika Levy, also known by her stage name Mikachu, is a classically trained composer who came to the attention of the film world back in 2014 with her debut score for Jonathan Glazer's Under the Skin. Not only did Mika's work on her next film, Jackie, gain an Oscar nomination, but it also garnered vocal praise from none other than Ryuchi Sakamoto. Now she's teamed up with Alejandro Landes for Monos, a deeply unsettling movie in which eight children with guns watch over a hostage and a cow on a faraway mountaintop. We'll hear more about that in a moment. First, we have an offer from our friends at Grass & Co, a premium range of products that blend the highest quality 100% natural CBD with therapeutic botanical ingredients. Grass & Co's organic CBD and botanical formulations have been specially created to bring balance to your body and mind with the most delicious flavours. Now, I've been using these the past few months and I have to say, honestly, the effects are quite astounding. For a lot of people who have already tried CBD oils, they think the challenge in taste is something you just have to live with. However, Grass & Co have addressed this very issue. Their CBD is blended with organic botanical ingredients, including ginger, turmeric, orange, ashwagandha, chamomile and mint for the smoothest flavours. Now, as with all supplements, CBD will affect everyone differently. Start low. Steadily build your dosage every day so you find the balance that works for your body. The Grass & Co Calm range brings tranquility to your day with CBD consumable oils, nourishing body oils and peaceful pillow sprays. Now I've just moved over from their Ease range to the Calm range and I've got to say it just makes getting through my busy life a wee bit easier. I use it every morning and evening to feel a little bit less anxious and overwhelmed when I'm busy trying to juggle kids and work. Grass & Co CBD oils contain no traces of THC, which means that all the CBD products are totally legal to buy, consume and supply within most EU countries. And you can get 20% off by going to grassandco.com forward slash soundtracking. That's grassandco.com forward slash soundtracking. Grass & Co, life enhanced by nature. And so Tamika and the score for Monos, which retains the characteristic edginess of her previous work whilst moving it in an altogether different direction.
Michael, welcome to Soundtrack. And I have to sort of say that we've had so many people when we ask, oh, who do you want to have on the show? And they cite you as being, please get her on. Um, because your soundtracks are pretty unique and they're pretty special. And I think that they, they're intrinsic to the film and how it connects, I think, as well. So that's my little blurb for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's you. start talking about Monos, this, this first film with Alejandro Landes. Is that how you see his name, mm-hmm. right? It's extraordinary. I mean, I kind of came out going, how did he make it, first of all? Oh, no. Because it's this kind of group of kids who are in this remote part of South America and they're kind of being controlled by this anonymous organization and you are they, aren't they? And it's so many things, this film. It, it really is. But I wanted to ask, first of all, at what point you came on board and at what point Alejandro told you about the story he wanted to tell? I got on board quite late in the process. So mm. I got shown a rough. Cut Alejandro sent sent it. Yeah, I wanted, there was no music in it, and it was a slightly different. It was slightly different. It wasn't totally finished yet mm. to what, what you're seeing, but you know, it, it was start to finish. It was like the full film in in its general shape. And yeah, I put it on. I I didn't really have any expectations. I didn't know what I was watching. I didn't read any kind of um, synopsis or anything. Yeah, I don't know. I just really. I was really taken by it mm. and I felt like even though the situation is so extreme, I felt like I could really relate to it and the characters and the situation in a sense. I could re- relate to something in there, which yeah. I thought was, uh, I suppose that surprised me because of how extreme the situation is. But there's universal stories in there as yeah. well among so many of those characters, be that their own individual situation or their relationships with each other that they find themselves in. What were the conversations then that you had with Alejandro and what he asked of you, I guess, or, or what you spoke about? I suppose in the same way that how you're saying, you, 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 there's no clarity on the specifics of, you know, this organisation or things like that. I, I, I guess my route into it and all I could do is relate to what I was relating to. Yeah. So, I mean, not that, you know, music's abstract, you can't be like in terms of being opinionated, but I I suppose I was trying to connect to the things that I was relating to about it, which weren't anything to do with the kind of political situation. Yeah. I guess then I just tried to start making music reacting to what I'd seen Mm. and based on um, the things that Alejandro had made, you know, and put together with with the cast and all the people that are involved. And a lot of the things that I picked up on there I think was the lack of stuff that they have Mm -hmm. and it's quite like dirty it's quite a lot of mud
it's it's quite hard to place what era it is because there's like some leathers and then there's camouflage yeah, and, yeah exactly and then there's like some shell suit or there's plastic <laughs> yeah there's i don't know there's yeah like, what's the different i think that's kind of that's what's so brilliant about it is that you can't pinpoint anything about the film really you know what i mean truth fiction mm. you know even their age the kids you know in terms of like what age are they it's like there's just so and i love that about because not enough films kind of like that where it's not telling you everything it's kind of up to you to kind of come away and make your own mind up about what you've seen and heard and the relationships you've watched and the story you've just kind of seen unfold as well when you sit down and sort of try and and, and start then to create sounds and and song as well you know wh- wh- where did you start with this you sit at a keyboard you sit at your computer and what what, what informed yeah. the sounds that you would and the instrumentation that you would have for this as well it's weird. It's not. Me- it's not like method acting, but I'll just try and. I don't really know what I do. I should figure that out. I don't. <laughs> I, I. I just. Um, things occur to me mm-hmm. that, and I don't know why exactly. And then I'll just like just try and chuck out a load of stuff and like just keep on making things. And then I. Fi- I find in my experience so far, there's a certain amount of things I'll put up against the image and see what it does. And yeah. then if there's things that I think are good, I'll. Sh- I'll show it to the director. Alejandro. Was it an easy film to score? No. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 the some of the fundamental elements of the score were, I kind of got straight away. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, yeah, but then getting it right and balancing it and, and knowing what the other elements were was, was not easy. And I really liked the film without any music as well because I saw it without any music. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> I had to work quite hard at, at, at holding back. together. Yeah, holding back. Me, me, Alejandro, and Bridget, who's like a music... Well, she's a music supervisor, but within this role, she was producer kind of as well, I feel. Like, we, we would... I'd often ask her opinion, and we'd discuss things, and she'd mediate a bit between me and Alejandro. Yeah. Was there a script? Did you read a script? I didn't read a script. There was definitely a script, but I didn't read it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's things like the, the sort of whistling that kind of is part of the narrative, you know, as well as being kind of, and the, the sounds that they make as kind of calls and all that kind of stuff.
the amazing use of drums actually is is a really kind of wonderful kind of reappearing thing be it kind of like almost like a really timid drum roll almost that you kind of it's sort of terrifying at times as well the way that that can kind of slightly manipulate you in a way <laughs> um but but really really works I guess like I, I wanted to f- sort of find out and it's interesting you talking about you didn't think it needed music because you watched it without music of kind of knowing where to put the music then mm, yeah. and where it works and how you work that out. Well, there was definitely moments that Alejandro felt like needed music. Mm-hmm. And some of those bits are to do with the way that the film changes up in terms of the way it's cut together. Mm-hmm. So there was there was some places where you know, and he knows what's going on with that song. Like, yeah. Okay, well, what it is I'm supposed to do is to then get what I think is right in that bit. That yeah. Music there. It's weird. I feel like the the music in the film, I guess, just kind of reminds you of what it is you're watching, or like, do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. a, It's another kind of element of what the story is, just as a reinforcement. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Rather than it being about individual characters, yeah. it's about so there's not kind of themes or sounds for specific characters really it's all about them as a group because it's almost about the disintegration of that group and i think that's so not i'm I'm, you know uh, it's so good to get it's a good thing to have a film with even characters you know you know you'll get that in a soap opera but you have to do like so many (laughs) episodes to achieve it (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah what was the appeal for you to step into the world of writing score for film why did you say yes to start with to be honest with you, I, I I had I thought it was completely un I mean it was unconscious, but I've always been interested in music and film, and I feel especially my dad actually has always looked into that and explained it to me, and I've always listened out for the music in in films, but that I realise now I'm a bit older, but at the time I just took a, I just took a chance, I just didn't know what I was doing or what it meant or. I mean, it's really fun. I get such a kick out of it. Like, it's it's great. I watched Under the Skin last night. Did you? Yeah, I hadn't watched it in a long time. Oh man, it, it was such a treat to get to watch it again. Do you ever do that? Do you ever watch? No. But- <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I had to. I had to watch it. I had to. I did a, a few live kind of score renditions yeah. with it, which I'm not sure what I think about doing that actually because. Um, maybe I'm being a bit of a purist, but like I feel like the film is the film, yeah, and that is the complete work. And yeah, if you sort of take something out like that, and you're looking at other things and like people doing something else, it's yeah, a bit like you wouldn't get like actors coming out, <laughs> yeah, you, get, you know, yeah, yeah, no, totally. So I, I basically I, I took part in that, but there's 
and and I get that people really enjoy it, but for me, I, I would emphasise that it's not my cup of tea. Anyway, cut a long story short, I had to watch the film again after, uh, you know, after some years and yeah, it's it's like it was really surreal. It's a, to see it again but yeah. yeah I don't generally yeah, I'm going to watch one of my films tonight no. there's so many other films out there <laughs> yeah totally to watch on the list there yeah. but it was um, it was just yeah it was amazing to kind of because it's it's such a beautiful piece of art it really is you know everything about that it's like it's just the pace of it and everything and even that opening scene where you have you know obviously because I'd seen it before I knew what was going on but I remember the first time watching it going what's happening for the first like two minutes almost you're kind of like I have no idea. created is so important to that whole introduction to this whole thing can you remember like what what point with Jonathan you you know you were talking about the score and you came on was it early doors or had he shot it no, or again he it was near completion wow it was definitely it was what I'd say it was like a rough cut wow yeah 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 because yeah. your music's so ingrained in everything about that film you get the feeling that it's like Scarlett's performance at times is almost kind of the the marriage between what's going on sonically and her is so entwined that that's an incredible thing to think that that was already shot and then you came on with the music. You know, that that, that kind of goes to show that the pacing in the film and the timing of all of that was already devised, you know. Yeah. Jonathan Paul, who edited it with, had, you know, they'd set that up, they'd got that all together already and then I guess it... I got really familiar with it and then tried to pace it out according to what mm-hmm. the, what was, you know, marked and what was there. I mean, I personally feel like that's, um, depends, I don't know, people make things in all different ways, really. Mm. But that was my first experience and that was happens to also have been my experience on this. Yeah. Do you like it that way or would you like to kind of be involved earlier on? I do like it that way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Because things change so much and the weight of, the, you know... And also, yeah, I, I like it that way. Unless I know, unless I know, yeah, what it's going to be, yeah, everything about it. I yeah, just, yeah. Don't, you know, there's just too much to know. <laughs> yeah, too much information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to <laughs> to guess, and I can't tell from a script. Can you not? I, yeah. I can't. No. Yeah, I wanted to ask. It might be a a bizarre question, but whose point of view is the music and soundscape coming from? Ooh. <laughs> In, in, this, in, in this. Under the Skin. In Under the Skin. Yeah. Um, 
Well, my direction from John. So the director directs everyone, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, so my direction, I believe it was to follow um, her experience. And that being that most of the experiences that she was having were completely new. Yeah. And I, and I, and I feel like, and a good, good example of that maybe is, there's a scene where she's driving through Glasgow and it's, and it's like an early drive scene within the film. And the sound, as in not the music, but the sound is mm-hmm. really, you might choose to do that scene in another film where there's not an alien who's experiencing Earth for the first time. Mm. You know, pinpointing more particular sounds that, you, you know, are necessary to the narrative. So instead of hearing like absolutely everything, like in this room, there's a, actually this is a really particularly <laughs> quiet room, but when you're walking down the street, you will hear noise, but you're not identifying everything. You're just focusing on what you need to hear. And yeah. We select yeah. what to focus on, like, naturally, yeah. like, as we're used to the world. But, you know, her experience is, is kind of, like, doesn't pick that out yet. I think as well that scene where, later on, where she's parked up in the city centre and everybody's just kind of going about their business as well. And it's kind of like it's quite screechy. Mm. And it almost kind of, you can feel her, her almost, you know, she's taken on board all these experiences that she has had up to that point and it's starting to, to mess with her in a way mm. as well. And that sound that's used within that scene kind of really resonated with me of going Mm. oh man Also, I think it's brilliant, so I feel like I'm just talking at you, but it could have been so easy to use, you know, when she's in the fog. Yeah. It could have been so easy to use lots of something Mm. in that scene, but Mm. to not made it even more kind of terrifying and eerie and powerful in a way. Mm. Yeah, and feeling in the middle of nowhere sort of thing. Yeah, totally, totally lost. What do you think about when you think about working on, what pops into your head when you think (sighs) about Under the Skin? I don't know. Changed my life. Changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, it was mad. It's so many things. It's a mad it's a mad thing to think about. Oh, to get yeah. that kind of response for you know, for something so early on in your career as well. It's amazing. Then go on to Jackie, just quickly. <laughs> I mean from one yeah, I mean yeah. from, I mean you could not have picked a more different Well you could you could and you couldn't though, because if you think about her as a character, yeah. she's going through quite yeah. a lot of similar stuff that that Scarlett's character yeah, is going through, true, actually. you know, in terms Having of that solitariness time. and that kind of what the fuck's going on kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about that score and creating that. And was that a different experience in terms of where you started working on it and how you started working on it? Um, yeah, I feel like it was really different because she already existed. I don't know. Yeah. I hadn't seen, the film wasn't cut. I'd seen some scenes and some bits and pieces. And obviously, as a person existed, I could check it out. Yeah. Like, check out the person yeah. and try and get a sense of them. Not that that would necessarily make a difference, but I went on 
Google image search, and I like looked at pictures of Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, and got a sense of, or tried to get a sense of what I imagined her taste to be. Her taste in music, or yeah, just her taste. Oh, I amazing. guess so. Yeah, like what she liked, and then I just tried to write some music I thought she'd like <laughs> because. <laughs> She was, I mean, she was taking a lot of drugs at the time to cope with this trauma. But she was into, she was into, I think the Kennedys were into kind of art and music and they were interested in it. Yeah. And that is actually in the film as well. Yeah. They they weren't into the most cutting edge thing, but they were into something a little bit more. Yeah. So I tried to use instrumentation that was kind of new for that era and then just tried to make some tunes that I thought she'd like that were kind of like a bit... (laughs) out of it I don't know. I mean, as the film went, got cut together and went on and on, I was like, wow, she really is. She's not really, I don't think she eats any food and she just, she drinks bottles of vodka and yeah. lots of prescription pills. pills. Yeah. yeah. Did the performance inform much as well? You, know, you talk about researching Jackie as a person, but Natalie's performance as Jackie, did that inform much for you, even though it wasn't kind of cut or finished? Yeah, I mean, uh, it must have done, yeah, but I mean... I was quite superficial in the way that I got that stuff to, yeah. together, I feel. Because I really just did... I don't know. It's, it's funny. Some people know a lot about Jackie Kennedy, and I, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I know. Definitely, I mean, that made a big impact. And when I think of Jackie Kennedy, I think of um, Natalie Portman, because that's my experience with Jackie Kennedy. I think Kennedy. a lot of people do. Right. Because of that performance as right. well, you know, in terms of humanising her in a way, I think, that she'd never right. really been done before i think it's my it's her her experience is really she had a really difficult time yeah yeah what films did your dad teach you to listen to music about that you remember growing up <sighs> um that's a good question i mean you know hitchcock hitchcock stuff and bernard herman yeah
And then it was kind of, I guess he, he sort of managed to teach me the principles of how it works, you know. And or he, a lot of times, a lot of times he would definitely, he would say if he didn't like the music or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. That's a great, a great schooling as a kid to be, because I think I we, think so. Yeah, we take for granted so much the the importance of the sound in film, the music, but the kind of you know mm. soundscape of it as well. And um, just before we finish, just a couple of things about Monas I wanted to pick up on quickly, if that's all right. Was yeah. the um, the the scene where they are tripping on the mushrooms? Oh yeah. Um, and there's a beautiful lightness and playfulness that kind of comes into the that particular cue. And I just don't if you don't mind just talking a little bit about that. That uh, specific cue, if you can remember it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, in that scene, they, they take mushrooms, and I guess I had to think, and the effects of magic mushrooms and hallucinogenics is, is as opposed to a drunk, um, a more of a slurring of the mind. It's more of a sharpening of the senses. Mm-hmm. So I felt I tried to write something that felt clear, and whereas everything's kind of got more mud and... Yeah. passing it generally throughout the rest of the score. I just felt like because that's the effect of the drug, I tried to simulate that with the with the music. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's bright and it's, it's hopefully bright and clear and there's a kind of different like computerized sound as well mm-hmm. that's that's funny. Yeah. Because also they they're laughing. Yeah, the laughter's amazing in it. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> so good. And then that scene when they're like body painting and the camouflage with a, and then the helicopter appears uh, yeah. at the top. It's like it's it's like straight out like Apocalypse Now almost in a way. It's so good, so brilliant. Mm. I, I kind of was like I was wondering if Alejandro was kind of like if that was a an influence on him at all with this film. I'm sure. I'm sure. It, well, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not certain. But well, actually, Alejandro also sent me a video of people training of a guerrilla group in Colombia training and they were all painted. That's taken wow. straight from training. I think that that's more devised from training videos that he A real action. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So what the messenger in the film, who is the guy who trains them up, mm. comes on the horse. He's been a soldier for most of his life, so all of the training that they go through, all of that is... Genuinely from... Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Couldn't believe his physique when he took his yeah. this little guy and he's kind of like, it's like 
Bloody hell! Yeah, yeah, he's a he's he's really Real. really trained, really yeah. combat trained. Yeah, the casting's incredible, and in it? it really is. It's like mm. so so much truth in it. I think mm. as well, it's brilliant. Um, thanks so much for your time. Thanks. It's Thank really you, great Dave. to chat to you. Yeah, it's and, nice um, to meet you. I'm really I can't wait to see what's next as well. But oh, thanks for thanks. your time. Thanks. Nice one. Thank Cheers, Mika. Thanks. From the score to Monos, that's Helicoptero, rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with Mika Levy. My huge thanks to Mika for taking the time to talk to us. Monos is on general release now with her score available via our very good friends at Invader Records. We are, by the way, hoping to organise a special with Jeff Barrow and the Invader gang in Bristol, so we'll keep you posted about that. Now, you can find out about all of our forthcoming events on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK. We have a very exciting event coming up in December at the BFI, which I'll tell you about next week. We also have a YouTube channel where we post all the extra content that doesn't quite fit in the pod. Head to iTunes or your preferred podcast provider to catch up with all of our previous episodes. And do please subscribe and leave a rating whilst you're there. Head to iTunes or your preferred podcast provider to catch up with all of our previous episodes and do please subscribe and leave a rating whilst you're there. Next up, a gentleman who's very much had music at the centre of most of his career, from being the frontman in a band to taking on the role of Ian Curtis in Anton Corbin's Control. Sam Riley is our guest next week. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. Thank you.